0: You know, a lot of people had come from overseas, they'd emigrated to Australia. So to be able to then say to someone, look, we can take you there today. We can take you, we can take your friends, we can bring you back to those places. It was magical.
1: Silver Adventures is a content and technology company dedicated to improving the lives of older adults through immersive virtual reality experiences. And this podcast is our opportunity to hear from industry experts, thought leaders, and passionate individuals to share with you their knowledge, expertise, and experiences. Welcome to the Age Care in Richmond podcast. I'm your host, Ash Deneef, and today we're talking to Silver Adventures CEO and founder, Colin Pudsey. Colin has a long entrepreneurial history across multiple continents and industries, but now leads the team at Silver Adventures, bringing virtual reality experiences to seniors around the world. The Aged Care Enrichment Podcast is brought to you by Silver Adventures, and this episode is a chance to learn a bit more about the team behind it all. In this episode, we have an in-depth look at virtual reality and how it can be used to reduce feelings of isolation and loneliness in seniors. So, I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Colin Pudsey. Well, Colin, thanks for joining us on the show today. Wow, this is, uh,
0: this is a bit different being in
1: this chair. <laughs> yeah, where the magic happens.
0: Exactly right, exactly right. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me, Ash.
1: No worries. And for those of us who don't know you, can you give us a bit of a background to, to who you are and and why it might be interesting for you to be in that seat today?
0: Sure. So I am the founder and CEO of Silver Adventures. Silver Adventures provides a virtual reality-based experience and communication solution specifically for seniors to help reduce feelings of isolation and loneliness. The business started life in... middle of 2019. Before that, my background was in technology in solutions in a couple of different locations. I used to reside in Singapore for a number of years. I had a business there. And before that, I guess, uh, quite a strong sales and business development background too in the UK.
1: Great. I want to start with, with two words, and maybe you can tell the story behind the words, but do the words Angel's Gate mean anything to you?
0: I do uh so Angel's Gate was the Asia Pacific version of like a Dragons Den Shark Tank kind of TV show mm-hmm. where entrepreneurs would go onto the show and you would pitch your business idea for investment. So while I was living in Singapore with my first business that I started I was selected to to go onto this new show called Angel's Gate and I pitched for investment and was one of six businesses throughout the series got invested in by the angels
1: fantastic and was that business in the aged care space as well or was that something completely different
0: no it was something completely different so that business was an environmentally friendly cleaning company and service company and uh, I was the first green cleaning company in Asia yeah it was quite innovative and quite new at the time for a lot of people so a lot of awareness to build around the benefits and around the focus and the priorities. And that was a business that I had for seven years mm-hmm. and then exited through sale and uh, my wife and I relocated to Australia.
1: Great. So moving to Australia and your company now, Silver Adventures, based in the aged care industry, and what is it that drew you to the aged care industry?
0: Good question. So my background is not at all clinical, nothing to do with aged care, even the demographic with seniors I've never really worked with before. I was reading an article about how in 2018 was the first time in history that there were more people in the world that were over the age of 64 than there were under the age of five years old. Mm -hmm. And this was a trend that was going to continue and the size of the elderly market was increasing and from a business point of view that the value of that market was increasing for a number of reasons there were lots of advancements that were ongoing and and you know going to happen in the future inevitably to to uh, lengthen your life and medicines and initiatives and processes to improve the quality of your life so i thought that this was a space that intrigued me purely first on the basis of the size of the market and being a growing market. With that, I started by Googling problems within the elderly care market. There were a whole host. There was no shortage of problems, basically. The one that really resonated with me was around the isolation problem, Hmm. problems with loneliness, people who don't get visits while they're in care, people who, who don't have family or any form of communication like that also that led into to mental health and issues like depression and anxiety and how that can be extrapolated with increased isolation and no social connection and then started learning about things like the early onset of dementia increased cost of care there was just a whole host of problems that were Entwined and overlaid. Like I say, that space really resonated with me. And then I started having a look at if there were potential solutions. And, and my natural instinct would be to, to look at innovation and technology mm. and possible solutions using new technologies. And that led to to VR and virtual reality and 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 looking for virtual reality to be part of that solution to reduce those feelings of isolation and loneliness among seniors.
1: Great and i imagine for some listeners they've heard the word virtual reality before or vr but they're not really sure what it is can you give us a a breakdown of what do you think when you think of vr
0: so virtual reality is really it's a, a simulated experience that's made to feel very real for the person who's being immersed or or interacting with that, within that experience and they're using specific equipment like a a virtual reality headset so for us with silver adventures virtual reality is kind of two areas of content what we would call vr content the first area is around 360 degree images and 360 degree videos Mm -hmm. and the way that we would explain it when we would go out to a group of seniors it's going to be like when they look at a picture Or it's going to be like when they look at a movie, but they're going to be inside this picture. They're going to be inside this movie and they can they can basically look all around them. They can look behind them if they like. So those images, those videos, what we do as a business is that we, we build stories around those images and those videos so that essentially we can develop a tour of a certain place. So that could be a tour of India or a China, South America, but we would have that tour so that the person really feels like they're in that location. And they're uh, not only there on their own, they're there in a group, they're there with their friends or with their fellow residents. And uh, they're all at these places at the same time, seeing the same image or seeing the same video, but really being very immersed and feeling like they're in that location that's the first area of, of virtual reality content for us the other area is more around a simulated environment so we have a, a whole host of environments that we can bring seniors into like um we have a virtual cafe so they can go in there and they can have a virtual coffee and they can meet their friends and they can talk to their friends and socialize we have a virtual cinema, so they can have that kind of cinema experience and feel like you're at the movies and you can watch an old movie with your friend. But these virtual worlds, these virtual environments, they're really limited by your imagination in terms of of what we can create, what we can develop, and then the magic that can happen within there. So beyond doing simple things like sitting down for a coffee or sitting down for a movie, there's tools that we can use to to really expand that in terms of you know, grabbing objects, pressing buttons, opening screens, interaction with objects or, or other people or animals in those environments. So there's, yeah, it's it's really, it's, it's amazing what can be done and I guess what the future holds for what we can do.
1: Great. And so there's lots of different creative possibilities there. How do you tie that back to isolation and loneliness? So... Before
0: I had ever visited one aged care facility, I would read these articles about how people were feeling very isolated within a care facility. I think at the time, pre-COVID, there was about 50% of residents would experience feelings of isolation or loneliness or even depression during the course of their stay. So, you know, if you were to find two seniors, at least one of them probably had these feelings, which is crazy. Mm. That level of isolation, it, it didn't hit me until we first started going out as a business and visiting facilities and you would see the people who they'd never been outside the four walls of the facility in 15 years. Mm. Nearly half the people had never had a visitor for six months, 12 months when we went there and then started explaining what we could do and finding out about them, asking them questions, just sitting down, talking, nothing clinical about any of this, just, just really getting to know the person in an informal way, that would lead to questions around where they were from, how long they'd been in Australia, their family, that kind of thing. And, you know, a lot of people had come from overseas, they'd emigrated to Australia, maybe they'd never actually, you know, been back to wherever they were born or where they'd lived in their childhood. And um, they never had any expectation that they would ever really feel like they're in those places again. So to be able to then say to someone, look, We can take you there today. We can take you. We can take your friends. We can bring you back to those places. It was magical. It was very, very emotional for a lot of people. Um, It was very humbling with their feedback in terms of how their life had improved in such a short space of time, doing something that was so memorable, breaking that monotony of the daily life, mm. you know, going to the activities room, playing bingo, watching TV together, to do something that was so fresh and involved them and want to find out what would really be meaningful for them and then to be able to deliver it almost on the spot, it was hugely satisfying. And I knew very early on that we were onto a winner, just mm. purely by the feedback from from the residents after they'd been on a session. I was, you know, at the start of the business, there were a lot of nerves about whether People would have a bad reaction. People would, you know, not buy into the technology, whether you'd have too many technical problems, whether it would work. There's so many things to navigate. But I remember the drives after visiting a facility mm. where we've just run a session and the sort of joy you've just seen on people's faces where it's almost like when we went in, it was black and white, it was grey. And then when we left, it was all colourful and the the whole landscape of the facility had changed. and and, uh, you know, the feedback from the care teams too. They would be saying how people were looking forward to these sessions. We'd be going there once a month or something like that. And, they, they you know, they couldn't wait for the next one. They were talking about it with their friends for, you know, days after and telling the care teams about where they'd been. They just had a helicopter ride over the Grand Canyon or something. And, you know, they were telling all these people, you should come on the next one. Mm. So, yeah, it was it was really apparent early on that, we had something and we could do something even better.
1: Yeah, awesome. And, and something you mentioned when you were talking about the initial sorts of uh, trials you were doing, you're talking to people to find out where they're from and what's important to them. It's really tying into this idea of identity and how to provide something meaningful to people. Are you finding that you're able to tailor experiences or, or tailor a session towards the people who are in it?
0: Yes, that's a great question. So I think at the start, it was really a focus to not be placed under the entertainment bracket. Mm -hmm. Didn't want this to be a tool or a solution that was something to to just entertain people. It's way more powerful than that. And I think the the key is the ability for the care teams or whoever's running the, the activities to be able to understand the identities of the participants and to match the virtual reality experiences so that they're meaningful and, and ultimately they bring joy to the, the participants. In terms of how we've done that and tried to to help do that as a business, one obvious area is that we have a, a huge library of sessions. So there's, there's so much choice in there and the ability then to give the residents choice, give the care teams choice, find out where they would love to go it would be really special for them and then to be able to deliver that the addition to that is uh our integrations with other tools as well within the product so things like google earth with that you can pretty much go anywhere that you like and you can deliver that on the spot anywhere in the world so mm-hmm. if a resident would like to go to the the Taj Mahal or the you know, the Statue of Liberty, these things are going to be within the tours and within the sessions. And, you know, these amazing experiences are going to be covered. But if they want to go back to a childhood home, if they want to go back to the the church they got married in, or even the street they used to go shopping on in Macedonia, mm. then you're going to be able to go there too, and, and, and go there, not only on your own, but with your friends and show them these places. And and some of those experiences, some of those, uh, they're most memorable for me when we would bring people to those places that they never seen in fifty years, to, you know, fifty years since they moved to Australia, and mm-hmm. and to be able to go back and and see the home your father built and it's still standing today. Or I remember in one session, there were actually two ladies in the same group, and uh, they'd both lived in the same home in Melbourne. At different stages of their life. Wow. That one of them, it was their childhood home. And one of them, it was the first home when they just got married.
1: What are the chances of that?
0: (laughs) I don't know. One in a million. So, yes, we managed to go back to that exact home as a group. And they both had their own memories of the same house. Mm. And it still looked, you know, pretty similar to what it looked, I guess, 70 years ago, 50 years ago. And, uh, yeah, for those two ladies, apart from the fact it was very special for them, just the joy it brought them, you know, it resonated across the whole group and the the, the sort of threads that were pulled and the stories that were being told then was, you know, was amazing.
1: Mm, yeah, absolutely.
0: Seniors are very funny too, right? There's there's a lot of humour with a lot of these tours too. So some of the stories they, they share, they would make you blush. They would make you, you know, feel like it's not the sort of story that would come out of your granddad's mouth or you? Yeah your grandma's mouth, but um, I guess that they're very transparent and and, and some of them were warts and all's kind of stories that it was great for them to be able to share that among the group And, and it really helps nurture those relationships and those connections and people are just being honest and sharing their life stories.
1: This episode is sponsored by NNT. NNT understands that a uniform is more than just the clothes you wear. They're committed to providing distinctive uniforms that empower healthcare professionals to perform at their best. Having dressed healthcare workers since 1962, they continue to evolve and innovate their designs and fabrics. NNT balances functionality with style and comfort to produce high-performing uniforms to help support you every day. NNT is part of Workwear Group, a West Farmers company, and they're offering listeners of the Aged Care Enrichment podcast an exclusive discount of 10% off site wide using the promo code NNT10. That's double N T10 for 10% off site wide at nnt.com.au. Offer ends 30th of June 2021. Terms and conditions apply. You mentioned at the start some of your initial concerns were is virtual reality going to be disorienting or uncomfortable for some people and if you're going into uh, residential aged care facilities, you'll be working with a broad spectrum of of different levels of cognitive functioning and impairment. How has that experience been have Have you found that people in care homes are are receptive to virtual reality?
0: That's a really good question so when we would first go out and run a session the the sessions we were doing were with 10 people at the time and the sort of rule of thumb that we experienced was that out of 10 new participants who had never done vr before one of them would have the headset on and after a few minutes be like i don't like this this is not for me mm. and want to take the headset off and the other nine would have a blast and they couldn't wait to do more and they were telling you all the places they wanted to visit so it was a good strike rate mm. and uh, we were happy with that inevitably because over half of the residents have some stage of dementia. Um, providers wanted to see, you know, if this was a tool that could be used for those living with dementia too. And uh, this was a space that was very new to us at the time. Hmm. So we worked with some providers in high care wings and bring the solution in. And, and I guess that we found that the solution was very flexible because it it wasn't the case that you had to run a session with five or ten people, there was still the flexibility to be able to, to do a session one-on-one or to do a session that was in a smaller group. Mm-hmm. So it might be a case where you have a person and their carer and they go on the session together, just the two of them, so they're seeing the same places together. But I guess the outcomes were also very different. So whereas at the end of one of the the sort of standard sessions we wanted people to be, to be talking about where they have been and what they'd done, and uh, I guess the, the real magic was when they were sharing memories and stories from the past because they'd been generated by going on these tours. The outcomes were very different in terms of how the the care teams measured success. So they there was very little chance that someone living with dementia at the end of the session was going to start talking about where they've been, what they've done, and all this kind of stuff. But almost being able to hold them into an activity for 15, 20, 25 minutes without them You know, becoming agitated or or wanting to go and do something else was deemed a sign of success. Also, at the end, it was quite unlikely that they could verbalise their experience. But what was relayed to me was that their emotions may still come through. So, if they, you know, at the end of the session, you could see the joy on their faces, that was so valuable for the care teams Mm -hmm. to see and experience at the end of one of these sessions. So. I think that the solution is flexible and from our experience and, and our customers that are using the solution now, it's adaptable. And again, it kind of leads back to to knowing who the participants are and what their needs are and what they would enjoy. There was one gentleman I remember which which was probably a turning point to really show that this could work for those living with dementia too, was that there was two men in the aged care that had been fighter pilots in the war. Mm. And uh, the care team member was telling us that they don't participate in any activities. They had zero interest mm-hmm. and they both had different stages of dementia. And she was explaining that they were both fighter pilots and they both were very uh, well-traveled. They were both almost like adrenaline junkies, I think back in the day mm-hmm. in terms of they I think one of them owned a plane, got flying every weekend, that kind of thing. So we set about creating an experience, which was to get in a fire plane mm-hmm. and to be able to, to fly in a fighter plane in VR. And it's very real. And it's not the sort of thing I would have just put anyone into because uh, you know, you're doing loop the loops and you're you're turning around and you're there's height and there's movement and there's you know there's a lot of things going on there, so it's it's not the standard sort of content, but she was really confident that they would love it, and they did. They were held in the experience in terms of you know wanting to be in it uh for 15, 20 minutes at the end. There's huge big grins on the Their faces, and um, yeah, it it just smacked you in the face that you know you can't underestimate the appetite and the fact that once you open this world and open this door to people that's been closed for such a long time, you can't underestimate what the types of experience they would like to do. So, so before starting the company, maybe we thought that we'd have a lot of uh, botanical gardens and Mm. beaches and you'd be sat watching the the landscape and the mountains and, and look there's those things in the solution and people love them but there's plenty of action adrenaline orientated stuff in there too for the you know the individuals that like it we've had people that wanted to go shark diving jumping out of planes helicopter rides hot air balloon rides mm. skiing surfing there's a whole myriad of content within there it's only come from from going out and testing in hundreds of facilities and thousands of residents and seeing what they would actually like to do. And, and it was really pleasantly surprising and, and exciting, the fact that it was so vast, what they would like to do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What do you think, when you're imagining you know, 30, 40, 50 years and changes you'd like to see, what kind of issues aren't existent anymore? I
0: think that what is very exciting is actually the post- covid world this is such a monumental global event and obviously impacted this demographic significantly Mm. that i think coming out the other side yeah it's it's a whole new landscape and my hope and I'm, i'm also as much as i'm an optimist i'm quite cynical my hope is that we don't end up just going back to business as usual. You know, you have two, three years of solving these problems and going through this hardship that so many people are, and the the horrible things that have gone on. But once we reach a new normal, I hope that it doesn't just go business as usual with people doing the same old thing. I mean, there's there seems to be a real opportunity here for for improving a lot of quality of life when we come through the other side of of this COVID pandemic, and um, you've seen. You know, areas of it now with seniors becoming more comfortable with technology, you know, they've almost been forced into it to be able to keep communication lines open. Providers are investing more in technologies, communication tools, that sort of infrastructure and also education for seniors to, to show them how to use these tools. I think that this event, coupled with this generation, which is very focused on if they're not happy with something, or if they think something can be done better, actually using their voice and the power of of that collaborative voice. You've seen these different movements around the world over the past few years, with, you know, whether it's the, the Black Lives Matter movement or sexual harassment or mm. sexism, all these different areas that I think it's proven that there's such a weight and such a power when people get together and share. How unhappy they are with the situation or the way things are going, and, and almost force of will make organisations or governments improve mm. and change. Look, uh, okay. I mean that could happen with with our generation with getting older. It could happen with the current older generations become more up to speed with technology. But I think there's a lot of things in this industry that can be improved there's a lot of problems you just had the whole royal commission stuff with you know 150 points of of major issues whatever it was everyone is on the same page that there's problems that need to be addressed i'm not sure if the usual way of just calling out these problems and having little to no action or what seems little to no action and people's perception that nothing's really changed or it's just you know we can't fix it is going to fly anymore. So yeah, my hope is uh, for an improved future for for our elders, for me when I'm an elder, for my kids when they're older. But, um, you know, we're the the most technologically advanced in history. We've proven we're fantastic at solving complex problems. This is not a problem that can't be solved and fixed and drastically improved so that there's a, a good period of life ahead for us all. That's our senior years and and we're all going to enjoy it. And it's not a case of just keeping you alive and just care. It's, you know, it's about your quality of life.
1: Yeah. Fantastic, Colin. Thank you so much for your time today. Where can people find out more about the things you've been talking about?
0: Oh, time for the plug. So if you would like to know more about what we do with virtual reality, you can visit silver, which is S-I-L-V-R, adventures.com.au. And uh, we've just recently refreshed our website. There is a whole host of information there. If you would like to reach out to me, I'm on LinkedIn. You can follow Silver Adventures on social media, at Silver Adventures. And obviously subscribe to this podcast, share it with your colleagues. And if you feel inclined, leave us some feedback, cause it really helps.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much for your time, Colin. Thanks, Ash. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Aged Care Enrichment Podcast brought to you by Silver Adventures. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. And if you're enjoying it, please leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. If you're interested in finding out how immersive virtual reality experiences can enrich the lives of older adults, visit the Silver Adventures website today at www.silver, that's S-I-L-V-R adventures.com.au See you next week.